Hello, my name is Liz Gurley, and you're listening to Memoir History. Um, it is, what day is it? It's Sunday, the Sunday after Christmas. So that's what, the 27th. Um, and I just got home and I, when I came inside, my book was sitting on my counter and this week I've decided I'm going to start recording the audio book. Um, I think I figured out all the mic stuff and I'm just going to go for it. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about my book and I've been randomly like flipping through the pages since I got it and just like whatever chapter I land on, I read it because I have to perform my, my own words and I'm just trying to decide how to do that with the format of my book. And so um, I thought I would share another chapter so I could practice. Um, and I wanted to share this chapter in particular because the dress that I talk about in this chapter, I actually wore on Christmas Day. Um, and so, um, yeah, we'll come back to that. But on Christmas Day, I wore this dress and it was only the second time that I've worn this dress. Um, okay, <clears throat> I'm going to like clear my throat. I really should have peed before doing this. I'm sitting in a makeshift sound closet with like a room divider in front of my closet. I'm in the closet. I've got these blankets um, like hung over, draped over the room divider. Um, and I'm sitting with my back to my clothes and hopefully you can't hear my hats. You know, my hat is like hitting the hangers actually. I'm gonna move forward. So you're probably hearing me scooch my stool. It's really kind of awkward and uncomfortable, but this is this is just the way I think I'm gonna have to record my book. So I'm trying to figure it out. Um, you know, I'm not a pro or anything. All right, this is um, a chapter in the book. It's called The Wedding. I went to their wedding without a husband, even though when I had been invited, it was to attend as a couple, as a husband and wife pair. But he is no longer invited because he is no longer my husband. I guess they were more my kind of friends anyway. I've never enjoyed the ceremony of a wedding. I don't care about the walking down the aisle part and the vows and the kiss. I don't even care too much for the reception after, but it's a party, so they mostly aren't too terrible. Unless there is no booze, like at my reception, my first reception. Weird. Could there ever be a second? I'd rather send a card and a gift of congratulations instead of offering my time and presence. I honestly never feel FOMO about weddings. And I've been a bride. Now I know how little you remember about everyone being there anyway. When am I ever going to wear a dress as fancy as a wedding dress again? Especially if I think I'll never remarry. But I wanted to attend for these friends. And I needed to go for myself. I needed to feel being single at a wedding, where being single is always something up for discussion. I needed to know how to mention my divorce without it becoming the topic of conversation. At a wedding, you don't spend a lot of time talking about divorce. That's tacky, right? Right. Good. 
My coworkers advised that I shouldn't wear black to the wedding. The nicest dress I had at the time was black, but I heeded their advice. I let myself splurge and buy a dress, shoes, and accessories to match. It's not like I get the opportunity to dress myself up so much. I wish I had more opportunities. I think I could fit in well at fancy parties and fancy clothes, at least for a little while. I think I took the same amount of time getting ready for my friend's wedding as I did for my own wedding. I like taking hours to get ready sometimes, mostly when I want to feel extra polished, when I want to be thought of as a classic beauty and not as temporarily sexy. My dress is a vintage style and bright red and came with a red petticoat to wear underneath. My shoes are black velvet and make me tall. I'm secured with a gold heart-shaped belt buckle. I'm as obvious as I could be. This is my new favorite outfit that I would like to wear every single day. But I only ever wore it that one time. When I fall from the height of my heels into Longhair's car, he's my date because he's always my date of choice, probably now until forever, he laughs. Whoa, poofy. I smile with my teeth. Wait till you see me twirl. It was a Jewish wedding. My first. I knew in advance, but I didn't consider there may be certain things to consider when buying a dress. Literally every other woman besides the bridal party is in black or navy. Neat. Now I get comments about outshining the bride. That doesn't feel too good. Later, after the reception, when I'm all wedding out and tired of the memories of my ex-husband surfacing, long hair and I take our fancy clothes out on the town. I sing karaoke at a dive bar, and everyone in the bar takes turns telling me how beautiful I am. I do feel beautiful. Intimidatingly so. Okay, so that's the end of the chapter. I definitely know there's a couple words in there that I had to, like, I got caught up in my own mouth on. Um, so I'm going to have to work on that. But like there's different uh, voices in my head that um, appear on the page in different ways um, when you're reading the book. Um, the kind of main story I'm trying to tell is the typical left indent on the page. Um, the like deeper, sometimes darker voice in my head is always the right indent. Um and it's always italicized. And then there's this middle voice sometimes that you'll see center indented. Um, and I kind of feel like she's like my in-between of the two as me as a writer and storyteller and editor and just the way I show up in the world. I'm always like mining for story everywhere I go and I'm writing story in my head as I go I'm writing lines down I'm, I mean I always have a journal or I have a note going on my phone um, everything I do every day is a story and so I'm finding story in everything like even when I'm home all by myself I will like stare at my coffee table and be like I need to write a story about my coffee table like so that's what I mean when I'm always writing story. Like I, I have just always, I guess I've always, my brain has always worked that way. I just have always written. It's, that's been the way that I process things in the world, story and writing. 
Um, but that's, yeah, that center and dent, I think it's kind of this in-between um, of like, almost like she's trying to reason. Like she's maybe, maybe is trying to be the voice of reason sometimes or like to ask like a little more insightful questions because the darker voice that's indented on the left, um, like I, I instantly don't want to agree with her, but I like to hear from her, if that makes sense. Um, like I'm uncomfortable with her. She is just this dark, dark voice in my mind. Um, anyway, uh, so th that's kind of the way the page is formatted. Um, but in this chapter specifically, when I first read it, the thing that stood out first is that I wore this red dress that I bought for this wedding on Christmas Day this year because I hadn't worn it again and I loved it. And uh, But the thing is, is the petticoat that I wore underneath the dress when I bought it um, to this wedding, um, I was using that as my Christmas tree. <laughs> and so um, if you follow me on Instagram, you can see uh, that my tree this year was just like a dress form. I found it at an antique store in West Seattle. And I always have a different dress on her for different seasons or just different ways that I feel. Um, and so this year I decided instead of buying a lot of like a tree and, you know, all the things I need to decorate a tree with, I would use as much as what I had already. And um, I bought a really fancy star instead to go on top. And so anyway, I had used my petticoat as like the main part of the, the dress. So it looked like tree shaped. And so on Christmas Day, when I decided I'm wearing this dress, I had to deconstruct my Christmas tree on Christmas Day before I could go anywhere and do anything. So like what I did when I first woke up was not open any presents, but take my tree apart so I could wear it. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I was really excited and I wore it all day. And I danced around in it, and I just, I, I didn't want to take it off, and I loved every second of the day wearing that dress. Um, so I was really excited when I opened tonight to this chapter and was like, oh, and I wore that dress. That's great. That's why I decided to read this. The second thing I noticed in this chapter, it's so funny to read it now and see it on a page because I've been with this content, like living the content, but then writing the content feels different than editing the content. And I've been editing the content for so long. And then when you stop looking at the content, you're looking at just how it looks on the page and you're editing the design. And so there are things that I'm seeing in this chapter now that if I would have looked at today, I would have edited. And so I thought I would share that just to, you know, since I'm a writer, editor, artist, and I... I I think it's confusing all the different ways that my brain works uh, with words. Um, so I'm, you know, going to see if I can explain this. But like editing, when I was editing this book, like obviously I'm not living in these moments anymore. Like this is two years ago is when this started. Um, and like this doesn't even cover the pandemic, right? So like for the year of the pandemic... I've been writing about the two previous years of my life and I've been trying to live with the content so intimately that it's like I would forget that it's another time. 
I have taken a lot of walks to return myself to the present time, um, to get out of my head and out of this book. Um, cause it's very personal and it's very, um, difficult for me to look at even now. Um, and I'll probably cry. But when I was reading this, uh, and I talk about, um, how I take the same amount of time getting ready for my friend's wedding as I did for my own wedding. I like taking hours to get ready sometimes. And that's true. I really do. I like those really slow days when, you know, you're not in a rush to get out of bed and you just kind of move with the day and whatever the day tells you, then that's what you do. And so on those days, I'll take like an hour bath and, you know, cut all my toenails and shave all the things I want to shave and pluck all the hairs and like all those like things that, you know, I should be keeping up with on a regular basis. I just do all in one day. And then I feel so good after I've done it, um, that then I want to get all dressed up and then I like want to do my makeup. And so, um, I love having those days. And so I remember when I was getting ready for my friend's wedding, it was one of those days. Um, I just got to move really slow um, and take my time. I got to play with my hair. It was just really fun uh, for me. And But I thought it was interesting, like, saying here, like, mostly, like, I take hours to get ready, mostly when I want to feel extra polished, when I want to be thought of as a classic beauty and not as temporarily sexy. And like that sounds really nice, but I don't I don't even want to care about what I'm being thought of anymore. <laughs> like I like taking that time because it feels good to me. And I feel good in my own skin when I do that stuff and when I get dressed up and do my makeup and and yeah, it's fun to be able to, you know, once you get all dressed up to take yourself out somewhere. Um but I do it for myself because it just feels so good to care for myself in that way. And so looking at this now, I just realized that I hadn't learned that lesson yet. Like I still was really concerned about what everyone was thinking of me, especially with what I wear. That is a source that is a very, um, that is a source of, uh, what is the word I want to use? Despair came to mind, but then I feel like I want to reject that. Um, what I, what I'm wearing and what people think about me and what I'm wearing, that comes from my childhood. Um, and so when I was younger, I was always aware that whatever I was wearing seems to be really weird to people. Uh, I was asked about my clothes all the time. Um, and as a kid, like, I don't know what to say. Like, what do you mean? Why do I, why am I wearing this? Like, why are you wearing what you're wearing? Because it's what you have. I don't know. This is what I have. Um, but yeah, so my thought always would go to what are other people thinking about me because of those moments? Like, they're bringing them to my attention that they are thinking about it, why I'm looking a certain way. And so then it's brought to my attention that I'm just constantly paranoid about what other people are thinking. Um, and I just, it's weird because I just wanted to be invisible and fit in. But at the same time, I just am not, that's not in my nature either. Um, to just like 
you know, just blend in with the crowd. I think I always stand out in some way. Um, I guess I've just, you know, I want to control how I stand out. Um, I don't like when it's controlled by other people and what they're thinking. So I'm learning how to not give a shit is what I'm trying to say. But when I wrote this, um, let's see, what when was this? This must have been two years ago. Uh, I think it was in 2018 when I wrote that. Yeah, it was in October 2018. Um, so that was like two years ago. Like, I don't, I like looking at this because, and, and that's what I, let's come back around Liz, um, talking about being an editor. Now looking at this on the page, this is why it's been so hard for me to want to publish is because I see it now and I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't want them to see that part of me that hadn't learned that lesson yet to not give a shit. I don't want you to see that. I want to edit that out. But also as an editor who wants the story to be told in this order, well, that's who I was in that moment. And that's why I wrote it in that moment. And I really tried to stay true to my feelings on those specific days when I revisited this content to edit it. And I've been editing it for the past couple months. Um, and so it's weird to like, it's weird to leave those things dangling. Like, uh, I hope that by the end people see that I've grown. <laughs> like that's what I'm thinking all the time. But like, this doesn't even cover what has happened to me in this last year. Like it ends um, literally, let's see. I guess I don't really have a date on when it ends, but it ends before the pandemic. Like I end it. Yeah, I end it at the end of 2019. So this whole year where we're at right now and all the shit that we're all going through um, because of what this year has been. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I have just been like almost nauseous, um, nauseated, nauseous. I always, I always struggle with which one of those to use. I want to say nauseous, but I know I use that wrong sometimes and that sometimes it's nauseated. Um, but I think I feel like I felt consistent nausea this year. Just there's been so many big moments, um, people popping up out of nowhere, um, you know, that's been startling. Um, having to move, that was startling and really difficult. Um, having to move again when I found another place, um, you know, losing work, just... We all have shit that's been happening this whole year. And it was really hard for me to not want to edit some of the lessons I've been learning into this book because, you know, this is the book I'm working on. But like what I'm learning, what I have learned in 2020, like I hadn't learned it in this book yet. So I didn't want to put it in there. Um, so that's why I kind of feel like I didn't like try to like here's the lesson I'm trying to say. And I just kind of, I just let you see me. <laughs> I'm just letting you see me and how I process things. And this is how I get to where I am, how I got to where I am now, working through all this stuff. So anyway, um, gosh, I feel like I got real, real deep. <laughs> I feel um, really tired and um, it has really been overwhelming having this book published. Um, 
gosh, I'm going to cry. I got to briefly see a friend today uh, in a parking lot because um, I had a gift for her. And I just cried when I saw her because, um, you know, it's been a while. And um, we just chatted for a second and it just really felt good to spend time with someone who knows me, you know, and I think that's what has been so hard in this isolation is like you realize you don't really know yourself and so you're trying to work through and you're trying to be cool with yourself. And then there's this, for me anyway, panic and paranoia when I go out in the world because the longer I'm isolated, the longer I really don't want to be out in the world. <laughs> I'm getting real comfortable with hermit living. But when I saw my friend, I just lost it a little bit because, you know, my community, I miss my community. I had such a, you know, that's what I think has been the hardest. I just had such a good community where I was in Seattle uh, when I went through everything I went through in this book. And with pandemic, I, I had to leave and that was really difficult. Um, so on the one hand, at least I was working on this book all year so I could like relive my time with my community uh, through my own book. And so anytime I was really sad, I could go to any of these chapters and hang out in this day and remember the friends that I was with and the things that I was doing and my free time. Um, I don't know, just the people who were in my life and um, what fun I had. Gosh, I did have a lot of fun, even though this is a lot of sad stuff. I really have had a lot of fun getting to know myself. <laughs> I'm glad that I, I can say I finally like myself too. Like that feels really good. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's what I wanted to share, I guess. Uh, and I'm rambling now, so I'm going to go. You have been listening to Memoir Distry, and I'm Liz Gurley. Thanks for hanging out.